Welcome to yet another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Podcast. We are on the road again, this time headed up to northern Illinois, and we'll tell you where we are in a minute. I'm very glad to say that with me is my co-host, hasn't been here for the last couple of shows because he's been a busy boy, but he's here now, Mr. Ken McMullen from Fox Republic Brewing. Hello, Ken. Buenas tardes. Oh, I say, does that mean good afternoon? It does. Oh, how about that? Very good. I don't know why, but he always introduces himself in a Spanish-speaking tongue. He's not Spanish. He's bloody Irish, if anything. I'm a mutt. You're a mutt, right, exactly. So anyway, it's a lovely Monday afternoon, and it is quite warm out there. I think it's predicted to get to be 65 degrees, so hopefully we've got some cold beers to help us get through that. If you want to get hold of us, we're at pints at thebritainyankee.com. You can always find us on Facebook. I think I'm still on X, but I don't post much there because I don't like Elon Musk. But then on the, other, on the other side of it, we are definitely going to be on Instagram, but we don't post much there. We mostly do it in Facebook. You can find us on all the good podcast stations, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're still on Amazon Music, but apparently Google Podcasts is going to be getting rid of their podcasts. So, we, you know, I don't know if anybody listened to us on Google Podcasts anyway. So, right, where are we, Ken, in northern Illinois? We are in Lake Villa at Harbor Brewing Company. Harbor Brewing Company. Now, you would think that if you're up in Lake Villa, there would be a Lake Villa, you know, Villa Lake, whatever. I don't know if there is or not. I don't know what the closest lake is. We'll find out in a second. And I don't think we're actually near a harbour, but we'll find that out as well. As I welcome our guests for today, here at Harbour Brewing Company, we have owner and used to be the brewer, but he might still brew if he doesn't have the other guy do it. Your name, sir? Kyle. Kyle what? Wenzel. Oh, right. Thank you. (laughs) You're the one who actually saw my post on Facebook that said, hey, we're looking for places to go do interviews. Any breweries out there? And you said, yes, come on down, which actually we had to come up to come and see you because we're south of you. So, yeah, thank you very much for having us. And sitting next to you is your head brewer. Adam Bros. Adam Bros. There we go. Hi. So... When I said you used to brew, I think because you said, Adam, you'd only just joined, right? Oh, yeah. In April, I just joined the company. So we always like to sample your beers. Mm-hmm. So we said, oh, we do need a nice calibration beer, and you've found for us quite a delicious lager. Who's going to tell us about that? Oh, I can tell us about that. Definitely. All right. It is a American Pilsner-style lager. It is hopped with crystal hops, and it has a heavy amount of Vienna in the malt base, so... Fermented nice and clean with 3470, so the you know the all-encompassing lager yeast everybody loves using that. And then yeah, it's just it's a it's not super dry, so it's more drinkable. It goes in that kind of like 
a little bit more body, a little bit more flavor means you can have more of it and enjoy it. So, And I think it is very clean. Ken, what's your opinion? Very delicious. I, I love it. I love the use of Vienna in there. If I find a Vienna lager on tap at a brewery, that's my first beer. So this is just as good. This is <laughs> almost as good. It's loaded with Vienna malt. So there you go. It's there. It is. It's like 40% Vienna malt. Yeah, and, and I, with the weather like it is, this is always a great starting beer. If you're coming in to do some tasting of different beers, always start with something a little lighter just to get yourself into the beer. So, Kyle, yes. what, tell us a little bit about how... Harbor Brewing came to be because this is a very big space. It is. And, you know, you have a lot going on here in what seems to be a very small downtown. So tell us a little bit about the history. So we opened in 2018 in Winthrop Harbor, Illinois, about a 1,500 square foot tap room on a one barrel brew house. Hence the name Harbor Brewing. Harbor Brewing. Okay. So where where is Winthrop from here? So it's as far north and east as you can go in Illinois. Okay. So we're right on the lake. We have the, our claim to fame is the world's largest freshwater marina. So that's what our town is known for. So that's where the Harbor, Winthrop Harbor Brewing come from. So yeah, so we started on that. We quickly expanded. We were in kind of a strip mall style building. We expanded into the second unit next to us, and we grew to a three-and-a-half-barrel system. And then COVID hit. When COVID hit, we just so happened to be building out our second location, which was on the lake, Lake Michigan. And it was going to be a beer garden for the summer at our large marina. So that is our second location. We expanded our brew size. We That location saved us with um, COVID because we had... 200 outdoor seating through the, throughout the summer and it was a kind of already in the works before COVID hit so it was we didn't feel the effects as hard as we would have if we stayed in our tap room with no indoor dining also in 2019 we found this building which is an old Chrysler dealership before that it sold horse and buggy carriages so wow. it, the building was built in 1910 probably tell from the arches So we found this building and started renovating it. We kind of put it on pause for most of 2020 and 2021, opening in January of 2022. Um, So the front half where we're sitting now is our main tap room, and then our brew space is in the back. And then beyond that is another 7,000-square-foot building where we just opened an event space. So we can do weddings, we can do big birthdays, small birthdays, and just fun events that we put on ourselves And that's kind of how we got here. Since we got this space, we have a lot more brewing space, so we increased our size to 15-barrel brew houses, which is what Adam brews on now. And we're still still growing. We just started distribution, and that's our newest thing. So Definitely. Uh, you are on a harbor. You're actually on a harbor in Lake Michigan. Yes, is that right? correct. Five feet away. Whereabouts? So Sheridan Road was our original location. We are no longer there. We okay. kind of moved to here. Oh, we right. do still have our beer garden that is literally on the lake michigan boardwalk that is open all year round but prime season is kind of the summer we have about an acre of land that we have tables on with bands and music all summer and a small tap room there to serve our beers and where is that in in respect to the coastline i mean uh for the lake michigan yeah yeah it's right on it so i know it's on it yeah if i was to go there what road would i okay sorry i thought you meant from the coastline he's only had one of these come on he told us it's the farthest (laughs) northeast in illinois yeah so it's it's off yes winthrop harbor on 7th street is the street you would take to get down to the marina 7th and sheridan 
Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. So I thought there was a second location, a, a third location. That yeah, the else. original one we have since ah, closed and okay. moved to here. Okay. So now there's only two. Sorry, I was just going through the story there. Yeah. I'm yeah. easily confused. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> and then, so our our beer garden, which I is gotcha. our second location, is it's on a, an Illinois State Park. So we work with the oh, IDNR. Right. It's actually their property that we're on. But yeah. Now you said that, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm somewhat of a bird watcher. Yes, and I think Winthrop Harbor is one of the places that you can go to see some quite interesting migratory birds. Yes, the sandhill cranes have arrived. They have arrived, <laughs> and just as Ken drove up to the Britain Yankee pub, as I was picking him up, well, he, he was coming in my car. What was flying overhead? Well, the sandhill cranes. Yeah, and they, they were, were going quite. <laughs> You like my yeah, sandhill yeah that's very me. good. Yeah, wow. in, the, in their skeins. I know it's skeins of geese. Is it skeins of sandhill cranes, I wonder? I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah. Now, they, and they, they head north up into Wisconsin, I know that, but they also come over to McHenry and near the McHenry Dam. Yes. And oh. there's, a, there's an area there that you can go and hopefully check them out as well. Yeah. So... Anyway, back to beer. I want to right. check those out now. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that's great. I live in the country, so I have to. If you oh, like okay. right there, yeah. If you do like birds, the pelicans should actually be landing in our lake right here this month. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize you got pelicans. On their way north, yeah. Okay. You know, the pelican is a curious bird. Its bill can hold more than its pe- belly can. Really? <laughs> now, that was a Edward Lear, I think, was a poet back in England. Back to the beer again. Right. <laughs> we'll have, have some fun here. So that was how you got this place going and everything. Um, yeah. What is your background in respect to the brewing side of it? I yeah. Mean, I Like most, I was just a home brewer. I was a home brewer prior to opening our first location. Bef- professionally, I've been actually a mechanic most of my life. come from a family of entrepreneurs, so I kind of had the business bug in me already. But yeah, I I retired from that in 2020, coming to the brewery full-time. So two years, I did both. I kept my day job and brewed till 1 o'clock in the morning at night. And then, yeah, when it finally took off enough for me to leave that behind, I've been here full-time since then. And then just gave the brewing duties over to Adam in April, and yeah. And and is that because things were just getting too much for you to run the business two locations and do the brewing yeah it it is it's a lot so adam came on right about the time we got our new brew house so the 15 barrel brew house we were starting distribution that pretty much immediately as adam started we hit the ground with distribution which for us it took us six years we were just feeding our tap rooms that whole time so now that we're in distro i kind of promoted myself to the delivery driver so yeah i I lugged the kegs around and so it's self-distro yes we self-distro currently yeah okay cool all right Uh, well that's great any similarities first of all go ahead no go ahead the barrel truss roof i was just gonna say about that (laughs) had me wondering hmm i wonder what this was we were a studebaker dealership oh that's amazing so so is this a lattice truss no oh okay we have a beam. So the original part of the building has this kind of lattice-shaped bow truss, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a tag on it that says lattice truss with quotes, and then it's trademarked. Gotcha. So we named one of our beers after it. But then there's an expansion mm-hmm. that has this style of truss with oh. the three supports across. Right. And ours isn't quite this big, um, but I don't know. I, Thought it was interesting. You and started it, talking it, about being a mechanic. Yeah, and, yeah, full circle. And in, in all cases, in this case, 
in trust we trust. We do. We do. <laughs> yeah. Because if it comes down, then the whole place falls down. Yeah. All right. I guess I didn't go too far from a dealership, you know, working yeah. on car, but right. That's right. just different use. <laughs> All right. We're going to come over to Adam now. Adam Bros, um, which... Yeah. Forgive me, it reminds me of Ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. So, you came on board last year. Yeah, in April. Um, in April. What's your background? Well, before this, I was brewing for three years with Phase 3 over in Lake Zurich. Oh, right. Um, okay. Sean and then, Yeah, and I started my brewing career over at Lake the Lamp, actually. Oh, right. right. In Gray's Lake. So, I was his assistant ah, for yeah. a few years over there with Dan. Mm-hmm. And then I moved on to Phase 3 right around when COVID struck. They were doing, like, really well on to-go sales, so they needed people. So that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then I came over here in April. And so now you're brewing full-time here. Yeah. How many times a week do you brew? About two times a week right now we're brewing either a 7- or a 15-barrel batch. We will be upping that. I think my next, like in next week I'll be brewing three times. So, And, and then we'll probably start doing that for most of summer. Yeah, and that's because the weather's getting better, right? Yeah. yeah. So the you beer garden gets busy. And you need to take the kegs over to the beer garden. And, uh, <laughs> Lots of draft sales. Yeah. 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 And that's good, I guess. Yeah, All right. I'll take it. Well, I like this. It's, does it have a name? Harbor Lager. Okay. Well, cheers to that. We'll come back in just a second because I want to find out a few of the things you said. We'll go dive a little bit deeper into some of them. Great. Back in a sec. All right, the second beer that uh, you guys went off and uh, got for us, it was actually um, a conversation off mic about which beers we should try because you have quite a selection here. And so we've, we've picked beers that we'd like to try, little five-ounce samples. This one is the Dunkelweizen. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. it have a name? And tell us about it. It does. Its name is a Buffer Zone, which is actually a playoff of our, our regular Hefeweizen we have on, which is Breakwater. So just keeping kind of like the shoreline theme, the buffer zone in the, <laughs> by the water. So this is a, it's got caramel Vienna, caramel Munich. It is fermented with the Weinstefaner Hefeweizen yeast. Yeah. It's got the banana and clove up front. Doesn't have any caramel flavors overwhelming the pellet, which I don't think is necessary or what you want in a Dunkelweizen, but it has just enough toffee on the back end to kind of like support that banana and clove. I couldn't have said it better other than the fact that it's got a lovely dry finish. Yeah. Do you like a Dunkelweizen, Ken? Yes. Yep. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to find out if you elaborated on this I, one, but yeah, this is kind of latched onto the Weinstephan strain of yeast. That's what I use in our Hefeweizen, and yeah. I love it. I love it. Produces nice banana character if, if you stress yeah. it enough, and and then it does produce some clove to balance that out, which I I think is beautiful. This this beer tastes great. That's one of the best. Dunkelweizen's I've tasted for a long time. Now, it was a go for Oktoberfest at a local restaurant mm-hmm. in Glendale Heights, I guess. What's the name of it? Schnitzelplatz. There we go. And they always do the actual Weinstefana. Is it? How do you pronounce that? Weinstefana? Weinstefana? I, Weinstefana. Yeah, that yeah, I don't, okay. I've, I've always said it that way. I'm sure I'm wrong. That's one of the, <laughs> that's one of the words that we all have problems with, unless you're German. And they, all, they do the actual one there, and that's always what I look for, because it's not one that's really, you know, on tap at a lot of places. This is very good. This is very close to it. You've done an excellent job on this. I like this a lot. Thank you. Because none, none of the clove or the banana is too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, beautiful. It's so light body. I'd like to see this in a tall 
you know, don't go by highly carbed, like bottle oh, condition yeah, and everything. Yeah. Be well, so with a nice, 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 yeah. nice frothy head. Yeah. On yes. There we go. That would yeah. be really good. So, do you have this on tap all the time, or is this just something that you do around this time of the year? It, this was our first time doing it, correct? This yeah, yeah. Oh, really? yeah. So okay. this is actually our first go at it. It's not. I, I guess we kind of have a core eight beers that we always keep on. But if you notice, like I think there's maybe two hazies on tap. We have a very diverse tap list of 24 beers, so it's it's in the rotation for sure. It'll definitely be back. But yeah, yeah I it's like definitely it. I not a year. It's round gonna one. be like more of a cold season, I think. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like a Dunkelweiss is yeah. a yeah. cold season beer, especially because yeah. our Hefeweizen is year round. Yeah. So okay, oh okay, year round. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because I know we were up at Kishwaukee Brewing, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, fairly close to you. I yeah, guess. it's in Woodstock. I love yeah, them. Yeah. So um, he always has a Marzen on tap, and I think it's great when you have the classic beers on tap all the time, yes. regardless of the season. Because then it gives people a chance to try those outside of that season. Yeah. So which brings me to you said you got twenty four taps. Yes. <laughs> Do you have what what's your demographic of the customer, the client who comes in to drink it? Like, well, as far as age wise, we're pretty diverse. I'd say starting around twenty five to we don't really have a cap, but it's it's definitely not the 21-year-olds or anything like that. We we, we do have co- a cocktail menu, but mostly it's 25 to 30s and up. And, and yeah, we, we take new beer drinkers with our Harbor Light and Harbor Lager and kind of pace them forward with other beers, giving them a chance to kind of spread their horizon a bit. But it's it's, it's very diverse. Yeah. Get the yeah. people that have been drinking for 30 years with the brown ales and the yeah. Dunkelweizen. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you like nothing but German beers, you're going to be happy here. If you like IPAs, you're going to be happy here. If you like stouts, you're going to be happy here. So it's nice that we have that many taps. It gives us the ability to keep a small core so you know what you're coming back to if you find something you really like. But also, I just something about it when... We go into breweries. We don't want seven hazies on tap and, and one pilsner. We almost want it the opposite. So that's yes. kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we make beers that we like and that we want to try. And so far, I guess our customers have have agreed so far. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. And, and that's a good thing. And it brings me to the next question. And we were talking about this in the car on the way up about mm-hmm. samples. And there's been a little bit of conversation on Facebook about whether this was generated, I think, by an article that was in some online magazine, I think it was, and they were talking how some of the breweries really hate doing flights, right? This is how you do a sample. So, you know, obviously, different opinions. Where do you stand on that whole flight thing? Because from my perspective, 24 beers, I want a flight to see which one I want to try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do flights here. Our other location, the Beer Garden, is very much an outdoor venue. So in the summer, we do not do flights there. And plastic cups. And plastic cups, yeah. So we don't want any broken glass or anything. So we do do flights, and we enjoy doing them. And I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon, especially, as you said, with a tap list like this. You're going to want to try a few things. I don't get out to breweries as much around this area as I used to pre-brewer life. But every time I take a vacation... I have to stop at that area's breweries. And I yeah. do flights because right. I don't want four pints as I'm going through four b- different breweries that day. Yeah, or at least half pours. Yeah, half or half pours right? or something. Yeah. yeah, so I enjoy flights, so we definitely do flights here. So if 
you didn't do flights, would you or, or would you do this anyway? People be able to ask for a sample. I mean, obviously, yeah. if someone comes in and has a sample of the twenty-four, yeah. and then leaves, yeah, <laughs> I've heard about you know it's crazy, but yeah, I I mean you. I'd rather you, hey, here, take two ounces of this beer and see if you like it before you pour in a waste beer or have something you don't really enjoy. I want you to sit and enjoy the beers you have. So we do all of the above. We'll give you a taste of a beer if you just want to. It looks unique. and So we have one Lakeville Love. It's a cinnamon roll ale. And we did it in collaboration with this beautiful breakfast restaurant across the street, Lakeville Restaurant, because they're known for their cinnamon rolls. And, and been there for yeah, if years. you don't have a sweet tooth but you want to try it, Maybe go with five ounces or at least have a little taste. We don't mind. Yeah. We, have a, we have a very good dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a decision-making sample. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know how many times somebody has gone through the whole tap list sampling it yeah. in my career that I know of? Yeah. Once. Yeah. yeah. So you have somebody that tries like six beers before they find one that they like, and you're going to gamble that they're gaming you and you want to spoil their... Yeah, just pour samples and I, let them get, I agree. Let them get the beer they like. Don't make them struggle through something they don't like, or you end up dumping it down the drain. Just yeah, I've never felt like someone just came in just for twenty four free samples. You know, it just hasn't <laughs> a thing. And if they did, kudos to them because I mean, to to find a parking spot to come in, walk in, and and do that. I mean. Well, you talk about, okay, you talk about finding a parking spot. As I oh. sit here, I see a very nice parking, a public parking spot across the way from you. We do. And you do have quite a few spots around the back there as well. So, yeah. you know, that leads me to the next question, which is, do you do events and festivals and things like that where you're going to fill everything up, special releases? Tell us a bit yeah. about that side of what's no going on. No problem. So we're very lucky that, A, we have on-street parking. We do have a public lot across the street. A decent-sized personal parking lot, but we're also one door away from the Metro train station. Ah. So they have been gracious enough to let us use their parking lot on the weekends, and we have filled it. It is it's <laughs> a very nice partnership. So the farthest you'll have to walk is, is maybe a couple doors from the Metro lot, but we do a lot of events that fill that. So I think we were talking before the podcast started. For instance, yesterday we did the craft craft fair. We do a monthly craft fair here, especially throughout the winter, in our barrel room. And, yeah, it gets packed. People kind of got to drop, either drop them off or, or park at the Metra. So we also do two events in our parking lot every year. One is the Summer Kickoff Festival, which will close on our parking lot, do a lot of outdoor stuff. And then the Backyard Bash will do, and which we'll also have vendors for and, and an outdoor setting, too. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's real nice that you're able to, to have an outdoor area. Yeah. I know a lot of places are put in garage doors. I yeah. don't think I see any in this particular We spot. do. Right, right there. Oh, it's over there. Yeah, it goes to our oh, beer garden outside, okay. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I can't see it because I'm yeah. sitting in the wrong spot. So uh, Lake Villa, then, I mean, which line is it on? It's Which the method? one that goes to, I don't know what line it's called because I've never actually taken it, but it's oh. <laughs> the Fox Lake Antioch. Okay. I believe if you're looking at the Metro map, it, it kind of goes a little west. So you can get it from downtown Chicago. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So so you're coming up this one. I'm sure there are other breweries. Does it go through oh. Mundelein or anything? I don't know if... Oh, okay. Yes, it has to. It has to. Yeah, okay. this is that line, too. Okay. Round so, Lake Beach, Gray's right. Lake. Yeah, all those. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. so you can come here and potentially go get off at a few other places and, oh, yeah. and still come up here and enjoy it. 
how how close are you to I mean there are lakes all around here how close are you to the lake because what I'm thinking is all these people that are coming in are they living in this area or are they summer crowds who come up from the lake or what so out here we have a ton of lakes you're about a football field away it's lake county right it is Lake County. We have so this is actually we're on Cedar Avenue, okay. named after Cedar Lake, which you pass coming through. But that is like about a football field away. It's a beautiful. I, lake. I turned to Ken and I said, "I see the lake." Over yeah, there. yeah, there that's Thank it. Very much. All right. We are also the kind of the gateway to the chain. So if you go down Grand, which is kind of our corner street there, mm-hmm. you you run into the Chain of Lakes, which is a big summer. Right group of lakes yeah for crazy people yeah. in boats. But, yeah. <laughs> but i mean there's also there's deep lake there's there's a lot of lakes around here you almost gotta avoid them when you're driving to places because you gotta drive around them yeah, yeah, it takes right. yeah. we were we were at uh, black lung and they have a place on nipissing lake i think it is as well mm-hmm. yeah, as lake. a fox lake place yeah so, yeah yep. that's all around here okay yeah. cool now you also mentioned that you were st- still doing self distro yep where how far are you distributing Basically. We are purposely only distributing through Lake County right now. Okay. So we are keeping it small and growing uh, organically. We are just hit our 52nd location last week. So we're at about Ooh. 52 bars, restaurants, and liquor stores now. Uh, and which is the biggest seller to those locations? I mean, we're in Six Flags. So that's oh. probably a really big one. <laughs> we're in the, if you guys have been to... The beer garden in Lake... Independence Grove. Independence Grove. Yep. There's a beer garden yep. there and that we partnered with and sell a lot of our beer there. Yeah, there's a decent amount. Yeah, I would say like Jet Boat is... Our Hazy IPA has been going like really crazy with yeah. our accounts as far as on draft. That's probably one of our biggest yeah. ones. Feeling yeah. some... Like your production... You know, your production plan is getting skewed by the amount we, of beer you're going through in distro? So we planned for it pretty good. And... Why Adam coming on board also paired with our actual distribution plan. But yeah, since one month ago, it was our first canning day ever. So we canned our beers and oh, actually yeah. got into liquor stores. Is that a mobile canner? It was a it's mobile a mobile canner, canner okay. yeah. And that is what's, I think, stressing Adam a bit right now. <laughs> More than anything. I'm not stressed. Is I'm getting good. into cans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're going to CBC Vegas this year, and we'll be shopping a couple more tanks. But oh. it's not too bad. It was pretty well planned. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're going okay out there, I was out in Henderson uh, November time frame, mm. found a great place down in the Arts District. And they've got another location, but the Arts District one is really cool. Craft House, H-A-U-S, okay. Craft House. Head there if you can because I've had some super beers from them. Oh, okay. really good. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to add anyway, that to the a, list. <laughs> if you're listening, you know, you can send me free beer. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break here now and come back with another one of, I think it's your choice, wasn't it? Or mm-hmm. We're going to come just, back with an I'm IPA. I'm riding along with the crowd. Yeah. You what? Okay. Riding along with the crowd. Oh, All okay. Right. He's only here for the beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, we have, after that short break, we have, actually, it, was, it wasn't quite a short break here <laughs> and when we were recording, because we went on a little mini tour of the place, which we'll talk about in just a second. 
We've gone to the classic IPA, and this is not a hazy, although you do have hazies, great. Yes, okay, so you're accommodating everybody who likes all styles of IPA. You don't get to brew what you want to brew unless you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well, that gives me a good question. So if you brew a beer, would, would you brew what you like to drink, or would you brew one that you knew people Every um, other drink or other, <laughs> every other one that people will drink, and then one that you want to drink because oh. then you usually have a good taste as a brewer. And what do you want to drink? What do you want to drink? All now? the stuff that I've brewed here so oh. far. One for them, <laughs> one for us. One for them, one for you. you know? We got one of them right here yeah. with the rye IPA for yeah. sure. Okay, so tell us. Oh, that's why. Ah, that's what it is. It's a rye IPA. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, <laughs> so I was tasting it, and I went, "Oh yeah, there's a little bit of pineness, but there's something in it." And I said, "Is it lemon? No, it's the rye." So, uh, does it have a name? Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh, Wintertide. Wintertide, okay. Yeah, so like the changing of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has a plethora of different hops in it, actually. But the malt base is Caramel Vienna with a Pilsner malt and flaked rye and malted rye. And then the kettle hops are like Chinook, so you get like a lot of that piney quality. Mm-hmm. And then Crystal as well. And then on the dry hop, I use Vista and Citra. And Vista is one of the new USDA varieties. And just kind of gave it that, like, newer citrusy tropical profile along with that heavy pine from the kettle hops. Yeah, and it's not yeah. too the, the, the citrusy isn't too prominent. Now, Ken, you use a lot of rye in your uh, beers, don't you? Not typically. Oh, I thought I'd have something down there that was a rye something down at Fox Republic. No, we brewed a couple of beers that had rye in them. One of of them was Steve Thanos' winning brew. And then we just brewed something with rye in it. I can't think of what it is right now. (laughs) Oh, you know what? It's the Irish, the red, Irish red. Oh, the Irish red. There's a little touch of rye in it because you you can sell an Irish red year-round if there's something interesting about it. So I put a little rye in it, and it's... And that's where I got it, because we were talking about it in the car, so <laughs> I knew it was somewhere along there. This this is very nice. So there's a straight-up West Coast IPA, which I really, really like. Okay, Sierra Nevada-type style. But I always like rye in something, because it really, I think it adds something to a beer, no matter what the style is you put it in, but it really adds something. It's kind of like a little bit different. A little spice, um, a little, little, uh, yeah. little black pepper. Almost a little fruitiness from the rye, too, with that spice, I feel like. So. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at your tap list just to decide what we wanted to have, and I went, holy cow, you have a range of beers here that is amazing. Do you find that, you know, some of them sell slower than others? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. One that I will tell you I wish sold better because I would, I'd have an entire tap list of it. Adam knows this, our Saison's. Mm-hmm. It's my fa- one of my favorite styles. Yep. We were just in Seattle when we were picking hops, and we went to a brewery there. Wait, was, hold on. You oh. were picking hops? Yeah. We're well, not picking them from the vine, but selecting the ones we were going to use for the rest yes, of the year. Hop selection. <laughs> we're seasonal workers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. But yeah. Adam actually took us to a brewery that he has been to before. That was a... Uh, Fair Isle. Fair Isle. Yeah. yeah. And 
amazing. I just I wish we could open an all saison brewery, which we probably could. But anyways, <laughs> you know there is one in Illinois. There is Sundial, right? Oh, oh Sundial and Afterthought. Oh, oh yeah, Sundial. that's true. So, yeah, yeah. Recommend you go. And I don't know why it. Afterthought's always an afterthought, but yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, just kidding. But yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think that's the only Belgian style you have on there. Is that right? Currently, yes. yeah. Okay, because I, somebody asked me the other day, well, what? beers do you really like drinking and i think i made a decision that belgians were probably my favorite style yeah that said of course you know i would obviously go with english ales so let's talk have you got any english ales on there not currently no Nothing on at the moment. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the brown, it, it's kind of hard to say. Barley uh, wines. The brown ale that I have right now is an English ale yeast, okay. and it does, I would say, maybe slightly more bitter than what a typical English brown ale would be, but it's definitely closer to an English brown ale than okay, an American yeah. brown ale. So, um, the, so the hops are downplayed. Yeah, there. yeah. And Adam did just brew a barley wine. I did. I have a oh. barley wine in tank right now that we're going to be putting half of it into some rum barrels and then oh, doing what? some fun stuff. And that. when will that be ready? At least a year for yeah. the bar- for the ones in barrels. I say yeah. the eighth annual barley wine show. That <laughs> sounds like we've got to line you up in. for one of our barley wines. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, barley wines tend to really hang around, but they're really really good. It's, yeah. it's such a different style. So where was I going? Oh yeah. So the other thing I saw on there was I said, "Oh man, you've got something on there that say what was it a." Vienna Lager. Vienna Lager. Yeah. I says, well, we should have been talking about that. We should yeah. taste it. But you said, well, that's not actually ours. So tell us the story behind that. Yeah. So we actually share our brew- brewing area, I should say, with another brewery, Ninth Hour Brewing. Two teacher, two local teachers from the Lakes High School, longtime home brewers, were looking for a space to start their own brewery when we were building out this space. So we, uh, their names are Jim and Dave, great guys. We... I guess approached each other on it, but long story short, they have a area where they have fermenters and they use our brew house to create their own beers. They don't have a tap room yet, so they sell it out to bars and restaurants across Lake County as well. And it's been a great partnership. We love having them. And so we have some of their beers highlighted on our menu as well. Okay, so basically you're a quasi-production brewery for that. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> well, they brew the beers. Yeah, they so. do brew yeah, it. Right. So it, it, instead it's of like contract brewing, it's more of a alt prop. So do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's so you <laughs> were just at Black Lung. That's how Black Lung got their start was right. brewing on a Zoom beer. Right. So it's kind of the same thing here. They have space to grow and try their beers and and put them in a tap room. We buy them. A lot of local places also buy it. And then so when they do choose to open their own tap room, they kind of have a good footing. So I love supporting other brewers, and, and it's yeah, been a great partnership. That's a real, that's a real nice way of getting people into the business. And yeah. so, so that brings me to my next question, which is, okay, somebody is going to be opening a new brewery, but there have been so many that have been closing over the last year and yeah. predicting there's going to be more. How, do you, how are you battling that? particular issue from your business model perspective so if you want the business side of it i think and this is not all because i don't know all of the ones that have closed but you know what there's a you gotta have something that keeps people coming back and i feel like you know what if you're just out of the game or you just want to kind of maybe some some of them are older brewers or have been around for so long they don't just choose to retire other have, I know a lot of places that open 
assuming they're going to be a distribution brewery, and they open with a $100,000, barrel brew house, and then don't use it or don't sell that distribution beer. So we, on the opposite end of that, opened just enough with, I mean, obviously under at a one-barrel brew house with what we opened with. <laughs> we did it with, we're not distribu- distributing. We are going to feed our tap room, and that's kind of our business model. So, I mean, it's been almost six years in May, and we just started uh, distributing this year. So that, I think, you know, some places may go into debt. I don't know. I, again, I don't know why they closed, so I'm not telling yeah. that. But I do see a lot of breweries, actually partners on another brewery in Wisconsin, that struggled with the same thing. So it's not anything anyone is doing specifically. But you know what? You get in, you open too big. If you open too big too soon, then you have all this debt. And then with COVID, that didn't help anyone. So then you're dealing with the post-COVID, which you hope it was going to be as busy as it was pre-COVID, and it's not. And then you struggle with that. So I don't, I can't speak to why other breweries are closing, but we opened very organically. And to that point, it was very slow. Again, we just six years in, just did our first canning run. But it allowed us to do it without acquiring a lot of debt that we had to pay back. So Yeah, I think just as somebody like on the outside looking in until I just recently started in the company, like they Harbor has always had this really big community presence. So there's always an event going on. There's always a reason for the community to be at the bars and the locations. So I mean I think that's a big part of it. You can't just go with a model and just say, I'm gonna have really great beer yeah. and sell really great beer. You have to have like Grow together. Yeah, the grow with the community. Yeah. yeah, so we do a lot, of, to Adam's point, a lot of community events. I mean, our our bar staff are our best friends. We opened with literally, we hired the person, not so much the experience. So most of our bartenders came in with no bartending experience, but they were our friends. They were friendly. They're friendly to our customers. It's, it's a giant family here. So that is also something that we've done. And again, not saying other places don't do it, but that's just what I've noticed on our end of what's really driven our our business forward is our amazing staff, our incredible community that just continues to support us. And then in turn, we like to be the place that you can host events at, that we, we have music. We have generally in the summer with the beer garden, we'll have seven bands play a week at different times, different days across our locations. We do things like the craft fair that we mentioned. So, yeah, it's just getting in with your community and doing things to build your community together, and I think your community will support the brewery in turn. Definitely. Um, Yeah, and, Ken, that's what you're trying to build down in Yorkville, right? Yeah. The the community aspect. Absolutely. So food trucks are a big deal. Food trucks and pop-ups, live music, and being consistent with it so people know that it's – it's there at these certain times. Yeah. And then the events, yeah. both public events. We do craft markets, too. Yeah. Uh, those are a big deal. They're great. Mm-hmm. And um, the community appreciates you bringing that to your community. And, and I don't know how many people have came in and said, thank you just for bringing this. Uh, in turn, I'm just like, thank you for coming. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's mutual. One of know? the things we've been doing that, I, that I'm really proud of are the pet adoptions. Oh, that's oh, cool. Those have, are cool. We yeah. have found homes for i think we're well over 20 cats now wow that's with awesome. like four events yeah so not, uh, not anywhere near me i hope oh. <laughs> <laughs> you allergic i i, ha- I am allergic oh, i actually no. do have a cat in the house it's my stepson's cat but it's a almost pure what russian blue yeah and they are the they're kind of like what's those dogs that are hyperallergenic the 
pepper doodle. The doodles, any doodle, doodle any yeah. Doodle, yeah. yeah. Well, they're kind of like that because they're very hypoallergenic. <laughs> the doodles. And, but the damn thing keeps away from me for some reason. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not cruel to it or anything. You know, it's a cute little cat, but it keeps away from me. But, yeah. but you also do dogs, right? Don't you do? Oh, yeah. I, I, hang on. Let me rephrase that. You also have dog adoption. <laughs> yeah. we, we, had a, we had a turtle there in the, in the fall. <laughs> I mean, there have been all kinds of things. <laughs> no, those, just those community events. Yeah. And then the private events, too. And, and, you know, you have that big event space back there. I'm dying to see it. Ours is small. Yeah. We just today poured a new uh, patio addition to our beer garden. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, we have a 30 by 20 tent that we have. Did you, get a, did you get a good head on it when you poured it? Yes. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that, the yeah. private event thing is being we, able to handle that as a brewery is, yeah. a, is a, a pretty big addition to the bottom line. And we've – I agree with you a thousand percent. And we just started experiencing – experiencing that with this building because our other two locations were so small they were so we never i mean we had birthday parties and stuff but nothing that hey i have 50 people coming in can you accommodate that so actually this we call it the brewing event space that we have actually was built as additional tank space and when we opened this building, we got so many requests for birthday parties that we actually reconverted it over to an event space, which Adam doesn't like too much. We're going to re- but, reconvert it in the brewery. Yeah. So to come in and see people that got married here now and to come in and see people that, you know, had their, their baby shower here yeah, and, and, awesome. and then see the babies come in because we're so kid-friendly. The dog, the, we love dogs and all pets, so cats and everything. <laughs> fur babies. I love. We love all dog, fur babies. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, you mentioned the dogs because yeah. uh, while I've been sitting here, you have a very nice open window out to the world. I've seen several people coming up and down walking their dogs. So, do you have a large community who can walk to your brewery? We do. We're like in the middle of this kind of western suburb. To me. Because I grew up on Lake Michigan, but with the park right this, next this door. This very far west. No, I know. I, I know. Western to me. Yeah, okay. But we have a park right next door, so okay. everyone's always walking their dogs there. There's a beach at that same park on that lake, so everyone's always walking their dogs. We make it a point to bring your dog in here. We don't have a kitchen. So if you look at our swag rack, we have dog bandanas. We have currently our 2020-24 pet contest. So you come in, take a picture of your pet. We did it last year, and we will name the beer after your fur animal, oh, dog, cool. cat. What, yeah. was the, what was the last one? Oh, oh man, you're, you're killing me. I, I don't remember the <laughs> oh. name of the beer, but it was it was a golden doodle. I do know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were fantastic, and, and we did it slightly different this year. But, but yeah, so anything we could do to bring in family. We, mm-hmm. we have a giant Jenga. So, you know, two-by-fours that mm-hmm. build up. I've never seen anyone actually play Jenga. What I do see is kids using them as building blocks. There you go. So, hey, do you have the Legos? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you bring out the Jenga kit. So we're very family-friendly, and I think that just goes to being a community brewery. So we, we like that stuff. We like I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I want to talk about the space that we went into, which is your barrel program. Yeah. But I think we... we I, I really beer. enjoy that IPA. I was sipping on it all the time when we were chatting there. It yeah. just got better and better as I as I Fantastic. went through it. So that was good. So we'll come back in a second. Unless you've got any more questions, Ken? All right for no, now? No, I think the, the whole talk about community, I love that. Because what's yeah. happening yeah. is you bring in these different groups 
they, they feel comfortable in your place, and you're building community connections. There's relationships between people of different backgrounds. Or, yes. It's a, it's, a brewery to me is as much of a community gathering place as a church. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And that, that if you could slap something on the brewery that I've always wanted, it would be a community space. You know, come yep. in, do whatever you want. It, we have a book club that comes in here once a month that, you know, and it's just any anyone, any denomination, like, come on, bring it on as long as you like beer. Do you do any, like, education into beer, like Beer 101 classes? It has been a strong request, and yep. I... It's on my list to talk to Adam. About. I think I'm, I was telling them I'm willing to do it like quarterly. Like I'm a busy yeah. guy, but like, yeah, you yeah. can get that in the I, I always think that's a very valuable thing for yeah. people who yeah. are new coming into it, or older people who are saying, "Oh, what's this craft brewing thing?" You know, you've mm-hmm. always had Miller at home yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Just introduce them to some of the classic styles, yeah. and you've got a lot of classic styles here. Yeah. So, okay, we'll take a real quick break here. Come back and talk about your barrel room, and then maybe what's going to be in the future for you. I love it. <laughs> We're back for our final segment now with a beer style that is near and dear to my heart, a good old brown ale. Now, is this an American or an English, Adam? I guess it's both. (laughs) I don't really, you know, honestly, I love style style guidelines. I really do, but I feel like there's a lot to be learned from both types. And this one definitely uses a British yeast, so it's British 5 from Omega. So you definitely have that nice, like, estuary ale profile of the British yeast. And then the malt profile is, you know... Kind of, kind of American because I use a lot of oats on it, some chocolate malt. I use golden naked oats from Simpsons, which is a kind of like a little special touch, I think, that kind of gives it kind of a. It's got a very nice, golden honey. It's got a very nice mouthfeel. Oh, yeah. that a golden honey. That's all I kind got of at taste the end. From I was it, just yeah. going to say that. Yeah. So the other thing that I noticed was, and this is a this is a problem that I know there's no easy answer to solving, and that is I think a brown ale should be kind of warmed up a little bit and get to like you know 52 degrees something Mm -hmm. like that cellar temperature if you will we poured it out about five minutes ago before we went off on a little tour around the place but it still needs a little bit of warming ken what do you reckon i love it it's nice and malty and a lot of a lot of the browns that you have around just generally in the u.s are pretty happy and this is definitely nice malty you know easy What's the ABV on this? 5.8, actually. 5.8. Yeah, actually, we didn't talk about ABV. So on the lager, do you remember what that 4.3. 4.3. Then we had the Dunkelweizen. That is 5.4 or something right around there. And then we went to, what did we have? Rye IPA. 6.6. 6.6? Okay, and this one is, what was it again? 5.8. 5.8. So all your beers are kind of nicely positioned to have a couple of them. What's What's the biggest one you have on tap? It's an imperial, Ooh. isn't there? Currently, Currently, it's just an imperial IPA, I believe, and it's an imperial West Coast at eight and a half percent. But sometimes I'll have like an imperial stout at about eleven. Okay, so. I, I notice that you do have one that has got peanut in it. Yes, yes, or That's, peanut flavor, I should yeah. say, because I bet you didn't use peanuts; you used oh, peanut yeah. powder. <laughs> Yeah. Adam hand shucks the peanuts, and that's I where do. I think yeah, the yeah. secret and the love comes from is yeah. is seven thousand individually shucked peanuts. <laughs> you could do that with oysters. You could. You could make an oyster stout. Yeah. Do you use the word yeah. shucking for peanuts? I think, I don't that think so. A local brewery did that more recently. Yeah. So peanuts. 
you say about peanuts. Yeah. When I'm watching the Premier League, you know, because yeah. football is my thing, when I'm watching the yeah. Premier League, I always have to have my peanuts next to me in the shell. Sometimes I get them salted, sometimes unsalted, and then I just watch and shell the peanuts and just munch It keeps you going. I love it. Yeah. It's really good. But I don't think I could do enough to brew a beer. So, yeah. But you, you put <laughs> the peanut powder into it. How's that been selling? Because I'm not a big peanut person. Not in a beer. It's okay. one of our staples that we've had since the very beginning. We called it, it's, it's actual name is called These Peanuts. But it kind of plays off of that meme of D's nuts and, and yeah. stuff like that. So it, it's very fun beer to bring to Beer Fest. I think when people see it, they laugh, they smile. And it, and it does. It tastes like a Reese's cup in a beer, which is really fun. I may have to give you a small taste of that one in our cinnamon roll ale because we do oh do God, fun okay. we do do hey, fun beers as well. As <laughs> I appreciate the compliments of that diverse menu. Here's some sugar beers too. Yeah. They're not, no, they're yeah. very good. But so I, I, you know, cinnamon and Ken has long known this that cinnamon in beer for me has to be like the minimum, just a slight taste because I just think it's one of the things. Peanuts, cinnamon, and coconut. Those are the three things that I really don't like in beers. That said, it's okay if you're doing it because, you know, <laughs> there's going to be, it's not just me drinking the beers, you know. It's Although a I wish ale. I could. It's a golden ale, so the cinnamon's oh, it's a golden not ale. heavy. Okay. And, All right. and I think you'd like it. Yeah. Cool. Well, in the break, we went off and had a look at your rather extensive barrel room, which you're using as an event space, but the whole wallow barrels is fantastic so tell us a story about how you came and got so many barrels and are they all full what's yeah. your- no they're not all full yet <laughs> but adam is hustling to get them filled he probably has filled 12 or 14 this year so far i think i'm on 10 and i'll have two more in the next week so right. it'll be 12, 12 yeah, yeah. So the rest come from local breweries and just after they used them because we needed the wall as you saw to kind of hide our very small storage space that we have gone down to. This so storage space looks huge to me, by the way. <laughs> it's <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, storage it, space envy. A year ago, <laughs> we had 7,000 square feet of storage. Now we have 1,000. So, uh, but yeah, so we, we built a barrel wall. Uh, we got some local, we got some, phase three gave us some barrels, microphone, all the local guys that could give us some barrels. They all helped out, which I love the community that brewery is. Um, But yeah, so we started filling. Adam's going to fill the the last two are going to be barley wines. Yeah, into Uh, rum barrels. Oh, yes, very nice. So that'll be fun. And then as we'll get through summer and then next fall, we'll start filling more and more and more to get our barrel program off the ground because that is another thing that we have not really focused on in the last five years of us being open was the barrel program. is. We're focused on the the kind of diverse menu and and drinkable beers, and we kind of missed that mark, I think. Um, so we're happy to start getting some nice. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I was, uh, like six, you know, five six years, and you haven't yeah. done them. So, are you going to be putting them into bottles yes. or cans, yeah. or how how are you going to uh, get those think, out there? I think the jury is a little bit out on it still, because yeah. their cans are becoming more popular for even barrel aged stuff. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens in a year, yeah, I guess. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have to age. And, and just as a consumer, I think the size of the container is really important mm-hmm. if you are not going to share that beer. Okay, True. Because, yes. I mean, if you've got a 12 or a 14% beer, 
it's going to be really difficult to drink a large bomber, which, yeah. you know, everybody used to do bombers, right? And they're, yeah. they're getting rarer. So I think, you know, if you can produce something that allows somebody to either share it or drink it themselves mm-hmm. and still have enjoyed that as a special beer, yeah. then you've got a thumbs up from, from the Brit. I mm. think I think Phase Three did a really nice job. We were just at a oh. beer fest two days ago. Hello, <laughs> sorry. On Saturday, and they what we have curvature from them. Yeah, and it was in a twelve ounce can. Was it? And so again, going back to what you said, that just drinkable portion. Yeah. Because again, if you don't have friends, if you're like me, you know, and I have this bomber I want to drink, and it's thirteen percent. Yeah. You know, you got to find a few people to, uh, to that drink was that. was Naperville Winterfest, you were at? Lake County Beer Fest. Oh, Lake County Beer Fest. It was just this last Saturday, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, Na- Naperville was just this past weekend, right? So yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know I've seen the cans of the, the barrel-aged from them. I'm sure you know. I've seen like eight ounce. They do like uh, St. Laurent did those eight ounces of the little all the time. Yeah, yeah. those are awesome. Yeah. I, I know Miskatonic did a very nice dumpy. Mm-hmm. Of two of their variants, yeah. And that, yeah, to me was great because they packaged it nicely, and I could drink one and you yeah. know still be yeah. upright. Work, workforce you know. doing their is it their s- sticky fingers or something? Like that? Sleepy bear, sleepy bear, sticky no? fingers, sticky fingers. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's something it's like peanut that, butter. Yeah. Yeah. But they're packaging that in two packs, and it's in all the liquor. Yeah, I've even seen two pack sixteen ounce cans, which is still a smaller format than. And that's that's okay. I mean, you know, you can. That's a shareable beer. But how was attendance at the fest that you guys were at? It was good. It was good. I think it was a little bit slower than the year before, but it was fun. The Lake County one's my favorite, is because we get to usually most of the Lake County breweries attend, which are all our friends. So we kind of get to walk around, say hi to all our buds that we haven't seen in a while. And so that's my favorite part of going to some of these beer fests is just your, the camaraderie and get to see the brewery mm-hmm, friends yeah. that you don't get to see all the time. But there's a lot of amazing people that went and just got to try our beer or haven't been to our tap room in a while and got to try some new, uh, new releases that we, they haven't had yet. So that was fun. I hear a lot of people talk about the beer fests are dying off and... I don't know. The attendance at Naperville this last weekend was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I think with that, it's because every single town now has a beer fest. And not every brewery can go. And not to throw anybody under the bus, but, like, for instance, if you go to a beer fest and it's a bunch of Sam Adam-type breweries that just, here's our beer, have volunteers pour it. Mm-hmm. That's not the same amount of fun as going to a beer fest and seeing the brewer or seeing reps from the actual brewery to tell you about the beers. It's local. You know, I don't want to go. Mm. I, I can buy Sam Adams from anywhere. I don't need that at a beer fest. Right. So with all these breweries popping up, though, a lot of the smaller ones can't do a brewery every beer fest every week or even every month i mean we're we're limiting us you yeah know, we definitely. do the lake county lake county we do the mundelein with tight head gray's lake we do mm-hmm. but you know we keep it to our tight-knit community and right. beyond that it's you know not yet we're well it makes sense yet. if you're distributing to that particular Correct. area then you know you can get more people who haven't been to it before and yeah ken to your point that people are not going to beer fest i think actually both of your points kyle yeah it, when it used to be everybody, every town had one so that, you know, you can you can at least get to sample a few of the other beers that yeah. are coming from an area. Now, what I did like what you said was the fact that if you go to one, you're going to be there because then they can talk to the brewer. Sure. And I think that's a very valuable thing because mm-hmm. it then makes an impact with the consumer. 
Oh, Absolutely. great. You know, and they'll come in and they might see you there. Oh, we saw you at the beer fest. You know, yeah. cool. And that makes, you know, sometimes, I think friend, you friend want to talk, is... You want to talk to the brewer at the beer fest, don't complain when they run out of beer at the tap room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to come here. <laughs> I try yeah, not right. to brew on the weekends. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of the show, but I want to just kind of wrap it up by asking Adam a question that oh. if, if, if you had no concern for cost, what would be the beer that you would like to brew? And it doesn't matter if it sells or what. But. Oh, no, no concern for costs. Hey, you can close, um, no you can close for, your ears, Kyle. <laughs> for time. No, he, he's going to okay. love hearing this, actually, because it's okay. exactly what he wants. It'd be like a, malt, a mixed culture wine barrel-aged Saison. Stuff oh, like oh, that. Oh, nice. so, stuff All that right. I give time and mix together and blend and you know, maybe have some barrels that don't work out. You know, yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. So that's something I, in the future I think we are going to be doing. But yeah. I it's down the road. Man. With yeah. with those barrels, I think you, you've got a good start, I think, <laughs> if you yeah. can get some good wine barrels. Yeah. So, Saison um, drinkers, please come and, and make that a Saisons. new popular beer. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. Make Saisons amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. what, about, what about you, Kyle? I mean, what is what is something that in the future that you'd love to do? That, so, irregardless. Yeah. That's not a word, actually. No, it's not. Yeah. Regardless is a word. Regardless. <laughs> regardless yeah. of what are the cost would be, what would you love to do to to keep your brewery going and yeah, keep people so coming in. Just so I don't say the same thing Adam said, because I love Saisons, and he's already started, is, again, we haven't had a big barrel aging program. And I love a big, dark, thick stout. You know, I want it to taste like, I want it to be like 10W30. You know, just a real thick beer. Um, Which is actually a stout from 93 Octane. I know. I hate, <laughs> I hate that they had that name, because coming from my automotive background, yeah. I'm like, ooh, that was a good one. But... Um, but yeah, I, I want I want it to be thick in the glass. I want it. I I love beers like that. So I'm excited for next year when we come out with all our barrel age um, stuff that he's brewed this, this year. year. This year, yeah, this year. You're right. Uh, in this fall, this winter, <laughs> I'm excited for that. And and having someone that's his, you know, Adam's. Well, Adam does a lot. I'm not limiting to what he does, but <laughs> having. A brewer that sole dedication is to focus on the beer, opposed to when I was brewing, it was, okay, I'm brewing the beer, I'm also doing the marketing, I'm also doing X, Y, and Z. Can you know, like mm-hmm. the multiple hats thing, it's just it's just worked out so great bringing Adam on board, and he's just been the missing link to our team that we've needed probably for cry over here. You know, I mean, we I've known Adam for a long time, yeah. so Adam's been a great guy. Hopefully, he doesn't look like the missing link, but that's <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's been great, and it's been great to have an Adam and and having someone to bounce beer ideas off of. So yeah, and, that'd I, be mine. I, and I think if there's one thing I've sat here sitting talking to you guys is I get a sense of, as you said, family. I yeah. get a sense of camaraderie. I get a sense here where you know, as again as I look, you know, Lake Villa is very quiet right now. But yeah. I bet you when things start to heat up and the spring comes and the it's, summer comes. Oh, as, as you know, we've all, I went out to get my phone from the car. Yeah. Guess what was flying overhead? Sandhill Cranes. Sandhill Cranes. Yeah. It's really good. Well, it's been a fantastic thing here. Final questions. What are you watching on TV, Kyle? What am I? You know what? I just started watching, and I feel like I'm late to the game, but I just started watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's my late night show that I watch to wind down and give me some laughs before, before bed. So that's about, what I've been watching. How about you, Adam? Um, I, I should say, what are you streaming these days? Because that yeah, seems to be exactly. I mean, it's still on the TV right now. But, yeah, yeah. streaming, I'm, we've got, like, six running shows right now that we go back and forth between. But I'm mostly just, like, an animated 
television show person, so I'm like in the Japanese anime and stuff like oh, One Piece. Okay. One Piece is really That's popular. What he, he got me on that. <laughs> yeah, I watch uh, it all the time. Yeah. Well, um, you want to watch out because Sony has an anime streaming channel. Yeah. And and apparently they're going to close it down. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a few of them that are closing, but that's okay. That's so fine. what about, okay, so the other side of it, what are you listening to? What's your, what's your bands? What's the music? Currently I'm listening to a lot of either bluegrass or jazz stuff. Ken, bluegrass, Ken. jazz mix, <laughs> a lot of funk, stuff like that. Some oldies, older stuff and some newer stuff mix. But, yeah, it's my... Main and then a ton of podcasts, honestly. <laughs> oh, well, good. Yeah. I hope it's one of us. Kyle? First, let me just add a fun fact about Adam's oh. amazing DJ skills. <laughs> every single time you come into this brewery, he has a different genre playing or he's brewing to. And it's so awesome. Because um, <laughs> you'll come in and be like, who is this? And they'll, you'll learn something. So Adam has a wide taste. But I will say, same, I like folk. And I'm... 90s alternative you know i was born in the late 80s so you know the the 90s punk and alternative scene i like that but also i'm a huge bluegrass uh, person we went and saw in cbc in uh, minneapolis two years ago trampled by turtles played and that was one of the best shows i've ever seen i just i just my son just turned me on to a new band i don't know how new they are but have you heard of the red clay strays I have no, not. But I They're out of Alabama. It's kind of southern rock, but more country than rock. Ooh, right? we, have, we have to play that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm discovering a lot of the older bands more recently, yeah. like the from the 90s, Bella Fleck. I don't know if you know them at yeah. all. It's jazz and bluegrass. Oh, so good. Yeah. Some of the I best music. Bella Fleck at uh, North Central College. Bella Fleck oh. and the Fleck Tones is some of the best stuff okay. for me. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what I mean. He has the best taste in music. <laughs> I am, I'm not averse to bluegrass. It wouldn't be my first thing, but, you know, I grew up in a different era, so yeah. my, my, you know, I think, if you've, have you ever heard of Mike Oldfield? I have not. Okay. Like I have, well, but I have to he check wrote on. Tubular Bells, which was okay. used as a soundtrack of The Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. And he's done a whole slew of other things. And it's just something about his music that I really enjoy. Awesome. And it's instrumental most of the time. But I love um, instrumental music, so but, I'm with yeah. you. It's great. But, yeah, we're... we're Tom Petty, my wife plays that all the time. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't have to. I don't have time to listen to music. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing these podcasts. You get to listen to music while you're well, brewing yeah, all yeah. the time. Three hundred so now, right? <laughs> we are. This is. I should have said this is podcast number three ninety eight. Oh, almost four hundred. Wow, so yeah. we're coming up. But there are others who've done more. But we just don't do them very often. I'm a bit lazy. Oh, well, so. <laughs> four hundred does not seem lazy. So yeah, I'll be we're honest. very happy to be on your podcast. Listen, guys, we've had a blast of a time up here, haven't we, Ken? Well, I have. I don't know about you. No, the beers are excellent. The space is really, really cool. Thank you. And a lot of similarities with us. Yeah. I mean, you got online gaming over there. We just added that last last week. Yeah. 
Uh, the People event like space, <laughs> the train that cruised by a little bit ago. But you don't have a real dartboard. You got one of them. Plus. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I like the the hard, you know, real steel, steel tip. tip. We have kids too, in but here. We have <laughs> children, and I'll tell you, yeah, kids probably perfect. play it most. So yep. I have all my eyes still. We're good, you know. <laughs> Well, cheers. I, you've got an empty one there, yeah, Cam, sorry, but that's that okay. Good. But we'll say cheers to everything. Cheers. And cheers. It's good night from me. And good night from him. And good night to you guys. Good night. Cheers. Everybody. Thank you. Cheers. I still want to know where the bloody harbor is. The bloody harbor? Well, the harbor. It's harbor brewing. There should be they boats floating around outside. There should be boats floating around outside. It's over yonder. Oh, okay, I'll go over there. All right. Bloody hell. Ahoy there, sailor. <laughs> Britain Yankee! Britain Yankee! I'll have a pint, Yankee! Go, give us a pint! You got any tetanus? A pint, please, Bob. Give me another pint, please, Bob.